0: You are now listening to Showtime Unplugged, presented by Johnny Showtime Productions. Johnny. Fucking Showtime. Johnny Showtime. That old gang, Alexian uh, like they're Otto. Oh hey, Otto, get you to step on the Snoop kids. Smack talk a Skywalker, and I got a mic as a lightsaber. You could come storm trooping through, but you're just going to miss the damn target. Time. Hey, let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Episode 1 of Showtime Unplugged, I am Johnny Showtime, and guess what? It could be all yours, if the price is right. Oh, hold on, wrong, wrong spiel, wrong spiel. Who wants to be a millionaire? No? Maybe, uh, this is Jeopardy. Do I have it? Is it, I don't know, maybe I'm on the wrong show right now, I really don't know. Anyway, we'll work out the intro on this show, it's really no big deal. I have a phenomenal first guest I would not do this podcast without him being my first guest. If he couldn't record until like five years from now, I would literally wait the five years. It would it would be a waste to not start off Showtime Unplugged without the man who literally needs no introduction, even though I've introduced him a few times in pro wrestling, the goal breaker, John Arpino. Hey, what's going on, guys? It is. It's so good to have you, honestly. Um, again, I would not do this. Without you being the first guest, so honestly, thank you.
1: Well, I really appreciate it. I've been trying to get you back in the podcast
0: game for uh, quite a while, so... Uh, I know, I know, and and here it is, so thank you for the inspiration.
1: So we're going to we're gonna fuck shit up? We're, we're going to fuck around a little oh, bit. Oh, I, I can curse
0: on this? I mean, I don't, I don't really, I think anything goes. I oh, alright, cool, I, let's I I really, anywhere. Yeah, exactly, I don't really ever filter myself anyway, so curse all you want, you yeah? know? Awesome, let's, uh, <laughs> let's boogie. Hell yeah. So, the first thing I want to get into is because I find it so unbelievable that people still to this day do not believe that me and you are best friends. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: It's <laughs> it's quite comical, actually, that people out there do not believe that me and Showtime are best friends for life. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I think that we need to set the record straight right now. John Showtime is one of my best friends in the whole wide world, goddammit.
0: Yeah, and, and this man right here, I... I don't think I'd be able to go through life without him as my best friend. Wow, I love you. Thank you for that. Uh, I love you too, man. And the funny thing is we have the best, like, you know when you meet someone for the first time and sometimes, like, it's not like, ah, oh, like, to fuck this kid type of thing? Oh, yeah. Like, literally the day that we met and the first time we had verbal, you know, communication, we we literally clicked. Oh, and yeah, no, that it. was
1: it. it. It was just one and done and then, uh, you know. The rest is history, as they say. But why don't, you,
0: uh, why don't you give them a little rundown of how that went down? All right, I will. So first day, senior year of high school, my man sits like three seats away from me in Miss Grant's English class. Shout out to Miss Grant. Oh, yeah, Miss Grant. loved that lady. And so I – we're both very big wrestling fans, and I don't remember exactly what the joke was, but I made like a, re- a wrestling reference slash like joke or something – and he immediately turns to me with his jaw dropped to the floor, and he goes, "I'm sorry, what'd you say?"
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think you said "woo woo woo," you know it, or I might have pulled some Zach. Ryder it, it might have been a Zack Ryder thing, or it might have been an NWO thing. And I uh, I immediately looked at you and I was like, "Wait, say that again." And then uh, and then I proceeded to kick the person next to me off of his <laughs> seat, and then the person next to him off of his seat, and uh, we sat next to each other for the rest of senior year.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, it was so funny because, like, I remember, like, knowing you and I was like, I don't know, like, we have totally, totally different friend groups, yeah. like, I don't know what this kid does outside of school or anything, and and then, like, I made the wrestling reference, and then the whole year we were just BSing about wrestling and then just, like, day-to-day shit. Honestly, you know, like, I
1: think I only passed that class because I, you know, talked wrestling with you for a
0: whole <laughs> period and
1: then copied your stuff, so. That was
0: that was probably why you even showed up to the class. They, right? Honestly, it really was. <laughs> I have to say, um, thank God that I made that reference because yeah. um,
1: we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now, and these people would not have this beautiful sounding system in their ears. Oh, Does yeah. that make sense? I, don't I know. mean,
0: I just I want to get on the podcast every week and just serenade people. Yeah, you know, just throughout whoever listens.
1: Honestly, I mean, we might not even have another guest on this show. Honestly, it just, <laughs> it, just, it, just might, could, yeah.
0: it might just be the the double J show. Honestly, yeah. we'll see. I, I, like, honestly, fuck everybody else who's going on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to bury everybody now. All right? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to start the show over, and we're going to change the name. <laughs> Ladies
1: and, and gentlemen, welcome to the Double J Show. <laughs> I am your host, Jay Arp, and my man right here, Johnny Showtime, will be taking over.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we better get on Instagram right now and lock that handle down before someone takes it. For real. Um, so yeah, I mean, pro wrestling basically brought us together, and I feel like pro wrestling definitely has brought to you where you are today.
1: Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, right?
0: So, so like, tell me your first uh, pro wrestling experience.
1: So, I've been a wrestling fan my whole entire life, and um, I don't know if it was just the entertainment of it all, the story, good guy versus bad guy, or if it was the larger-than-life characters, but something always drew me to professional wrestling, and as a little kid, I just always was like, you know, that's something that I want to do, you know, one day, I don't know for the rest of my life, but it's something that I want to do and I, I want to be around. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I was,
0: I was the same exact way to be honest with you. Yeah, but I my body is shot. I have my injury list is absolutely ridiculous. So it's something like, you know, like would I like to go into the ring right now and have a for fun match with you? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be dope. But I know it would never be able to happen because they wouldn't allow it at the... I mean, maybe you could pull some strings. You might be able maybe. to pull some strings. I could. I don't know. We'll see.
1: But, I mean, hey, man, I don't want to hear that your body's too broken to do it. I mean, I used to be 500 <laughs> pounds. I can't really even walk.
0: And, uh, That's true. You know, That's I very true. You're definitely not wrong about that. Uh, there was something I was going to say is that for the people out there that complain about pro wrestling, like, oh, it's fake, oh, it's are the same people that are in love with Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. Yo, as guys, as...
1: by the way, the the uh, the end of Game of Thrones, you know, they decided the end of it before it happened. Yeah.
0: It's 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 almost like it was like predetermined or like Ugh. fake, right? Damn man. Yeah, because you know, all those people dying from dragons and sword fights, you know yeah, that, witches and warlocks. That totally freaking happened. Right? I mean, I don't know a
1: damn thing about Game of Thrones, so but I'm just gonna say, hey guys,
0: it's fucking all I gotta say is the Night King's gonna come back the last episode and fuck everybody up,
1: and then Roman Reigns' music hits. Ooh,
0: or maybe, or maybe Hulk Hogan he just drops some leg. Yo, drops could you imagine? Him. I'm a real American.
1: Hits and Jon Snow just gets fucking leg dropped.
0: I'd mark out so well, hard. Not, I don't nothing about it,
1: so I, hope writ- it I would rip my
0: shirt like Hulk Hogan in my bed uh, in, in my bedroom, and knowingly that it would piss off my girlfriend, waking her up that late. Yeah, but it would be worth it. It'd be so worth it, and it would totally be worth ruining a T-shirt over. Um, so next thing is. Like, you mentioned, you were 500 pounds.
1: Yeah, man, that happened.
0: That, it's, you know, here's the thing that blows my mind, is like, when I first met you, I was like, this is a big motherfucker. (laughs) But, like, you were just so nice or whatever, and, like, I always knew that you loved pro wrestling and everything, and I was like, you know, I really wish one day, like, something awesome would happen.
1: So, like, here's the thing, I was 500 pounds, and, like, you know, I was was 500 pounds, and, uh... (laughs) But I never, like, expected to be 500 pounds forever. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the first time, I mean, after we were in the same, you know, English class and whatever, we started talking about wrestling. I mean, I remember looking at you and saying, you know what, man? Like, I'm going to do this one day, and uh, I promise you that you're going to announce my first ever wrestling match.
0: That's true. That did happen. And, And sure as shit.
1: I mean, when did
0: we graduate high school? We graduated 2011. Yeah,
1: so, you know, it's 2019 now. Eight years later, it, it happened.
0: And and not only did I announce his name and everything, I was the personal ring announcer for just that one match yeah. that night. Yep. He pulled strings and made sure it happened. And honestly, I always knew you'd keep that promise. I yeah, never... I mean, I
1: keep my promises, man. I'm, yeah. I'm honest. You know, I like Hulk Hogan. You know, eat your vitamins and say your prayers,
0: <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, I never doubted you for one second. But, like... The thing is, like, it's just, like, you're eating, the thing was, is it wasn't your fault why you were that big.
1: No, I mean. I I
0: think a lot of people don't realize that.
1: No, so, I mean, everyone looks at you and they're like, oh, that guy, that kid's 500 pounds, he's a fat fuck, he must eat fucking, you know, 12 Big Macs a day, it's, you know, large pies, chocolate shake, and whatever, but, you know, the thing is, I mean, I had medical problems, I had really bad asthma, I was on, you know, steroids because of my asthma, and. Those steroids made me gain weight. Um, I was on a steroid called prednisone, and uh, prednisone, you know, you're supposed to only be on it for about two weeks at a time, and I was on it for like 13 years straight. Cool. So the side effects of prednisone are either stunt growth or weight gain, and I was six foot five, 500 pounds, so you know it didn't stunt my growth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love to eat. I always love to eat. I'm from an old-school Italian family, so if it has bread, cheese, and sauce on it and it's edible, I'm going to fucking eat it. (laughs) But at the end of the day, was it really my fault? No. But, you know, it was a hurdle in my life. It was something that happened. It was something that I had to go up against and combat. I mean, you know, with with the overweight, you know, with being... You know, morbidly obese. You know, I had asthma. I had had high blood pressure since I was thirteen. I don't anymore, thank God. But I mean, I was on blood pressure medicine that you know people's dads were on. You know, um, I and, slept. And the funny
0: night. thing is, you were on this when you were like extremely young.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was on blood pressure medicine. I got prescribed blood pressure medicine at thirteen years old.
0: That's so ridiculous. Yeah, like, almost unheard of. Yeah.
1: I mean, I used to have to sleep with a CPAP. I had sleep apnea. Um,
0: Did that thing even do help you at all? The CPAP machine. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not on it anymore, thank God. But yeah, oh yeah. If I didn't have my sleep, if I didn't sleep with my CPAP on, I would wake up miserable, pounding headache, yeah. groggy. How was your
0: first experience without it when uh, you started going through your whole journey?
1: It was different. Yeah. I mean, um, it was just cool knowing that I didn't need it anymore.
0: Now, when you wore the Evershed, yeah, it's a huge machine and mask thing. Well, right? yeah,
1: I mean, it, it's about the size. I mean, the machine is about the size of your laptop, but I mean, it's a whole hose. You know, yeah. it hooks up to a face and mask, and you can
0: only sleep one certain way, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, so a, it's for a that bitch. long, you had to lay on your back like that. Yeah.
1: You know. I mean, it moved with you a little bit, but
0: Jesus at the God. end of the day, I mean,
1: going on vacation was a pain in the balls because you would have to take yeah. it with you. You know, a- anything. It was just. Just another burden, you yeah. know what I mean?
0: Dude, when I sleep, I change my position at least 13,000 times until I'm even even considered comfortable. Yeah, dude. no, I feel yeah. you. So, so I, I can only imagine how that goddamn thing felt. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like sleeping with the alien, you know? Yeah. You, know you see the alien and it's <laughs> yeah. glued on the guy's face.
0: Or like uh, or like Bane.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it was like.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So now I want to fast forward a bit and talk about... Um, it's definitely a wild experience that you had when, when you cold blew. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was the breaking point of where you were like, you know what? Enough is enough.
1: Yeah. Gonna, enough I'm is gonna enough. Gonna it's change. time for a change. It's, yeah, exactly. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, um, but, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, it's really sad to say, but, like, I almost died a bunch of times in my life. I mean, I've faced death more times than I'm really proud to say. But... Um one particular occasion I did I cold blew to my house. Um, I was I was really sick. I had a cold um, and because of the cold it, you know it, it made my asthma really bad and because of the the weight it made the asthma worse. One thing led to another the next thing you know, I put Vicks vapor rub on my chest, tried to open me up and it did the complete opposite and it totally shut down my lungs. Um, you know, one of the last things I remember was literally looking at my dad and be like, you need to call an ambulance. And then um, an ambulance came, and um, the my neighbor. Make a long story short, my neighbor is the fire chief in my town. So yeah. when they when they see that you know the, our block there's something wrong, they just send who's ever available right so away. So
0: thankfully, your neighbor ran over and.
1: Oh yeah, so he came over and everything. So when the paramedics showed up, they just sent whoever was ready to go, and no one on scene was ALS certified. So for those who don't know what ALS certification is. Basically, no one on the scene was allowed to administer uh, epinephrine. So what epinephrine is, is basically pure adrenaline. So the adrenaline would, you know, open me up and make me be able to breathe. But because no one there was allowed to give it to me, they couldn't. So I'm being wheeled out of my house and one of the EMTs looks at me and says, uh, I'm so sorry. So at that point, I was like, holy shit, dude, you're going to fucking die right here in the middle of your living room in front of your dad, your mom and everybody. Like, that's it. Like, way Did you to go. panic when,
0: when Oh, you I was that? already panicking, but yeah. I don't really remember anything
1: because, like I said, I code-blued. I was in and out of consciousness. So finally I'm in the back of this ambulance, and I just remember, you know, being on the gurney and looking up at the clock in the back of the ambulance and just praying to God, praying to my grandma, praying to something that, you know, if you just give me this one shot to live, I will make it, you know, I'll make, I'll make it worth it. Like, I will correct my wrongs. And I will go forward and just be the person that I am meant to be. You know, just let me get out of this. So, you know, one thing, you know, make a long story short, you know, obviously I woke up. Um, I was hooked up to a BiPAP machine. Um, I was in the hospital like two days and then uh, I, had to, I had to keep my promise, you know. So um, my doc. I was too heavy to go to a regular gym. Not only was I too heavy, but I was too embarrassed, yeah. um, you know, being that big the first thing you think is uh, people are going to look at me. You. Yeah, people yeah. watching me. People always watch me. I felt like an animal in a cage forever. So, you know, people watching me, uh, people judging me. Um, I didn't have that mindset yet of who the fuck cares.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And the funny thing is, is that's pretty much everyone's mindset in the gym. Right. And as soon as you let that mentally click in your head, mm-hmm. you're – you're golden. Yeah, you know? you're, you're light but years beyond where it's, you need it's to be. So, it's tough because like when you're running on the treadmill, you like feel like people looking at you mm-hmm. and you're like on a machine, you feel like someone's watching you and right. it's just like...
1: And everyone's there just to get their work out yeah. and just so like, like you are.
0: Exactly. So like when I was going to the gym uh, with Jake, my personal trainer, I always <laughs> felt like that. Right. But So I could only imagine how you felt being, you know, in, in your state. Right. So you, know, you definitely overcame the hell out of it.
1: Well, I mean, at first I didn't. Um, because like I said, I couldn't physically go to a gym. Um, I couldn't really even bend down to tie my shoes. So what happened was they sent me to a pulmonary rehab. So basically what that was was like a physical therapy office for old people who've had strokes and stuff like that just yeah. to get them going again. So it was me and a group of 70-year-old people and older and I'm the youngest guy in there and I'm the most out-of-shape person in the place. Mm-hmm. So that already was driving me insane. So... I'm there for I don't know five to six months, and I'm just like you know what man, you're never gonna get anywhere if you stay here and just baby yourself and believe that you can't do it. So um, my uncle was going to a gym by my house, and he had introduced me to a trainer over there who we happened to go to high school with, um, my my boy Steve, and you know one we connected, and then one thing led to another, and then you know this whole journey began, and um, I just kept going forward. Once I found someone who was, you know, we clicked, we had the same type of background. You know, he was once overweight, he had dropped like 100 pounds himself. Um, You know, we both come from Italian families, we we just understood each other. So it was just a a nice coexisting mix. So then started going to the gym. You know, I was loving it. Um, I was about 80 pounds down on my own. But the thing was, I was losing weight, but I still had the really bad asthma. So every time I would get sick, I'd go to the hospital. They put yeah. me back on prednisone. Boom! I would gain back the weight that I had already lost.
0: I remember scrolling through Facebook every, you know, every day. I would scroll through Facebook, and occasionally I'd see be like John Rapino checked in at Good Samaritan Hospital, and I'd message you. I was like, "Dude, what the fuck's happening?" Yep. and you'd be like, "Oh, I had another asthma attack."
1: All the time. I, I lived in like, the ICU over there. Yeah. They're gonna name a wing after me one day. I know. Yeah.
0: I know. It's gonna be well, that's gonna be pretty cool that yeah. you have you. No. Well, yeah. I um I couldn't I, I would always and you know, I was just like, Oh my god and I'd reach out to you get like, another yeah, asthma attack and I feel like that would happen like all the almost time. Almost like once a week. Yeah. It was so unbelievable.
1: Yep. So um like I said, I was about eighty pounds down then, and then uh, you know, push came the shove and I was um so a doctor had brought up to me gastric sleeve surgery. Let's cut to the chase. So the doctor had brought up gastric sleeve surgery, something that I was always very against because um I knew nothing about it. Yeah. You know, um I had done research on it in the past, but I had it so set in my head because of just other people, you know, drowning my thoughts with, oh, it's the easy way out. Why are you going to do that to yourself? You're going to go to surgery. You're going to have half your stomach removed. Listen, bullshit. If you only know what people who get gastric surgery go through, you will never, ever, ever think that it is the easy way out. Is there people that, um, think that is an easy way out. Absolutely and those people they fail Unfortunately, I know people that have gone for gastric sleeve surgery and they put back on all the weight that they've lost plus double Because they don't believe in the process. They don't believe that you know, you're actually changing your life They don't believe that you have to use it as a tool that it is supposed to be so they think hey, I'm gonna get you know gastric sleeve surgery so for those that don't know what gastric sleeve surgery is if you were to imagine your stomach was the shape of a football from end to end, if you were about to punt the, fo- the, punt the football, excuse me, they cut it into a banana. So that is your new stomach. That is the quote-unquote sleeve. So if you get this sleeve and you recover from surgery and you all is well, you're, out, you're, you're a few months out from surgery and you go back to eating the same exact way that you ate before you had surgery, guess what? You're going to gain back the weight. If you don't reset your mind... And reset your whole way of living. Now, I'll never use the word diet, right? Diet is just – it's a thing that has a beginning and an end. That's why people fail at diets Mm -hmm. because when they start a diet, the first thing that they look for is when is this going to be over? Yeah, exactly. What I did and, and what I tell people is it's a lifestyle change. You know, I changed my whole lifestyle. I changed my whole way of being. I changed my mindset. I changed the way that I eat, the things that I consume, the entertainment that I consume. Everything as a whole. I took all the negativity that was in my life and I put it to the side.
0: Man, I remember one time sitting with you um, at a a, uh, before wrestling event and there was a ton of pizzas. They ordered like 10 pies and you said to me, you're like, you know, you know what's fucked up is that I'm counting how many people are here. And I'm counting how much pizza would be left over that I would eat if I was yeah. back to my old self. That's
1: that's a real thought. And that's something that I would do all the time. Yeah. Like if we had pizza parties in class, I would count how many pies there were. Uh, John can't do math, by the way. But John would count how many how John many people. do food math. Yeah, John could do food math. So John would count how many pizzas there were, right? And then would see, okay, everyone in this class is probably going to have two slices. How many slices will John be able to have if not everyone has their <laughs> two slices? Yeah man, damn. Well, do you remember Pizza Fridays? Yeah, at high at the Mm -hmm. high school. So, I would lunch. No, 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 no. After school on Fridays, remember they used to like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dollar slices. Yeah, Yeah, dollar slices. Right. Okay, so I would go to school. Right. I would get breakfast at school, so I would get two egg sandwiches in the morning. Right. So then around like eleven o'clock. So what is that? Like third period. Mm -hmm. I would get a bagel on the way to one of my classes. Then I would have like fourth or fifth period lunch. So Then I would have my lunch. Then I was not doing gym class because I was basically an insurance hazard for the school because I had left by ambulance so many times yeah. because of my asthma that I was just not allowed to do gym class. So I would stop at the cafeteria, get something else. I'd get mozzarella sticks, whatever. And then the bell would ring and it'd be Pizza Fridays okay. and John would take his $5 that he had – and he'd buy five slices of pizza, sit in the corner, eat his five slices of pizza, go home and have dinner.
0: Sheesh. Yeah. That is a insane amount yep. of food.
1: Yeah. Yep. That was uh that's what I would do.
0: And that and, and like on top of that, you probably didn't even have really that healthy of a dinner. I mean, especially on Sunday, I'm sure that Oh yeah. Your family's like mine, it's you know, we're doing the anti the antipasto itself is Right, it's a goddamn meal. meal. Right,
1: exactly. And uh, you know, God rest her soul, but I live with my grandma who was my mom and she raised me and she did not know the word no when it came to yeah. me. So whatever I wanted, I would have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If that meant she was making me something totally different from the rest of my family, shit, I was. that's what I was going <laughs> to eat. You know what I mean? So um, it was more of a no self-control thing. Yeah. So, And it was more of a – food was like a, a security blanket at one point in time, which wrestling was a security blanket for me as well. Exactly. You know, it all, it all links together when I had nobody and like, I don't like to make it sound like I was a loner cause I was never a loner, but when I really, excuse me, when I really had no one and I thought that I was alone, um, I had my grandma, I had professional wrestling on Mondays and Thursdays and I had Elio's pizza at my disposal and that was my security blanket in life. You know what I mean? Like that was a guarantee.
0: Yeah. Were there times that you think you were eating out of like just boredom a lot? Boredom. Just just something to, eat. to do. Yeah. yeah. All the time. That's that's definitely what I suffer from too. Yeah. But obviously like you definitely had a different situation. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Did you have like so you would bang out, I'm assuming, a ton of Taco Bell, which is oh, my yeah. favorite. It, have do you have you had taco no, since you? started? I haven't your, had any fast food or even pizza. You no. said you still haven't had pizza. Yeah, it's since, been three since years the day since my surgery. Pizza, right, yeah. uh,
1: about a week before. Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: yep. my goodness. So, what are your? Because I know you meal prep. Right. So, what is your eating habits now? Because I'm sure there's people out there that like are listening to this. or are like, you know what? Like, I wonder how did he change? Like, what are the things that he goes to?
1: I mean, my journey's been quite a ride. Um, So initially, I totally cut out carbs. I cut out carbs for like two and a half years. Oh, my God. So I had no bread. I still don't eat bread. Um, No bread, no pasta, no rice. Um, I was basically doing keto, but I would still have vegetables because that is a carb. Yeah. So people always rag on me. Oh, well, you ate vegetables, so you weren't no carb. All right. Well, listen, ass clown. Like, I wasn't eating fucking Wonder Bread, all right? (laughs) But um, yeah, so... Very um, high protein, low carb diet for about two and a half years, and then once I got down to um, so my goal was to half my body weight. Well, at first my goal was to reach 260, right? So I had told my doctors, I told my trainer, "Hey, I am going to be 260 pounds." They were like, "Listen, man, um, I don't know if that's really possible with you know your height and your starting weight, you know." Maybe with skin surgery, you'll get down to 260, but I really don't see 260 in your future. And I was like, nah, man, I'm going to get down to 260. So 260 came and I hit 260 and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick it to them and I'm going to go down to 244 and I'm going to half my original starting body weight. So when I first started checking my weight seriously, and this was after months of going to the gym, I was around 488 pounds. Was I well over 500 pounds at one point in my life? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when it mattered, I was 488 pounds. So I had gotten down to 244 and I shocked everybody and I shocked myself. What did your doctor
0: say to you when you shut up?
1: I stopped going, going to him. You stopped going Yeah, I just him. stopped going to him. Understandable. Yeah.
0: I mean, he pretty much didn't even give you any hope whatsoever. Yeah. He was yeah. like, yeah, I did the surgery. Like, kind of go fuck yourself. Right, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so good. I just I just kind of stopped going I, I to hope, him. I hope he one day comes across your page if that dumbass has an Instagram. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, man, I'm such a terrible human being. Yeah, yeah. fuck him. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, wow, this this podcast is really dirty, explicit. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just no cell next time you yeah, see Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry, doctor. What was your name? What was your name again? I'm sorry who did you ever beat? Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) Hey doc, by any chance, did you put bull James in a headlock? Yeah. No. Okay. Thank you. Take a seat. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. Did you tag team with uh, cruiserweight champion, Jaden Vallow? No, I don't think you did. I
1: didn't think so. All right. Well, um, anyway, (laughs) so, uh, what was the question?
0: (laughs) Dude, I think I asked you what your favorite foods were. And then you started shitting on people, shitting you about keto. Um, but Oh, so you asked me Taco Bell, I think, is, yeah. is where we left off. So
1: at one point in time, I would go to Taco Bell in high school, and I would be ordering like $35, $40 of Taco Bell just to myself. Just for you. Just for me, yeah. Holy
0: bananas. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah. You know how much Taco Bell is? And, $34? And let me tell you
0: something. Back then, they didn't have the $5 box. No, man. No, you there was no order, box. You
1: had to order a la carte. A la carte, always, yeah, baby. And, yeah, and oh my God. And when those Doritos Locos Tacos for a hit...
0: <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to come out with the uh, the spicy ch- the sweet chili or spicy chili. They the have bit I don't know, man. They I, should. I mean, that's probably my favorite flavor. Is it? Yeah. Do yeah. you ever get uh, this is a dumb question? Because I'm gonna make you go to Taco Bell now, uh, a cheesy gordita crunch, and tell them to put the nachos, Doritos, Locos Taco. Y- yes, of the I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, holy bananas. Yes, yes that is yes. right there. That gives me a grade A one food gasm. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. without a doubt. Um, I could eat that, and I could just be like, you know what? I, I could die right now and I'll be okay with never eating anything
1: else ever again. Taco Bell <laughs> Taco is mint. But uh, yeah. I mean I haven't – like I said, I haven't had fast food in, in like three years. But um, So now what my diet has completely changed. So like I said, I got down to 244 and uh, honestly, I looked like a bag of shit. Like I just looked like skin, you know. Yeah. And, um, and the goal was always to, to go to wrestling school. So I wasn't – I couldn't go – Like this, I mean, had I started, yes. I I did start at that point in time. But um, I started lifting heavier. I changed my diet. Over the last six months to a year, I've reincorporated clean carbs again. Um, I eat about six ounces of protein per meal, half a cup of carbs, three ounces of vegetable. And I eat that three times a day, a protein shake, dinner, and probably a protein snack. And that that is what I eat. I eat a lot. Like everyone thinks yeah. that you don't eat a lot, but like I, I eat a good amount. Like I eat all day.
0: Yeah. But you're eating things that are obviously healthy. And, yeah. I'm eating you
1: know. super clean.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably so many people out there that try and they just like cave. Like for me, after every time I eat, I crave chocolate.
1: Yeah. And so like my
0: know, mom makes fun of me. I'm just like, I just can't help myself. Like I need chocolate.
1: What's crazy is before the, the weight loss journey, I was never a dessert guy. Really? I was never a chocolate guy. I, I, you know, I was a food guy. Like, I found that
0: hard to believe because when we went to Krish's, you ordered three scoops of ice cream. Yeah. And, and three different flavors. Right. So, and it's Krish's,
1: by the way. It's Krish's. It's not Krish's? No, it's, it's not Krish's. It's Krish's. Why do
0: they have to pick such an impossible name I don't pronounce? know.
1: It's 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 lovely, though. But lovely place. Shout out to Krish's. But, oh, um, yeah. So I was always like the, um, I'd rather have food. I'd rather eat a meal than have dessert. Or I'd rather... Chips, something savory rather than sweet. But then after the journey, I noticed that uh, I have a little bit of a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because of like eating Halo Top sometimes or like Enlightened and stuff like that. But I've definitely yeah. developed a sweet tooth over time.
0: See, I'm a big ice cream guy. I probably have ice cream about four or five times a week. Yeah, I know. In I, fact, I, I know. a couple of hours ago, I had a Choco Taco. I'm sure you did. And oh my, like I just, it's so hard for me not to eat more than one of them. You know, water.
1: I've never had a Choco Taco.
0: I'm about to go run into the kitchen no, right now and grab a Absolutely your not. Uh-uh. We'll fight right here. All right. Well, the, when, when it's time for you to have a dessert, yeah. I'm getting you a chocolate taco. That's fine.
1: It's, okay. it's like a chip, which I imagine,
0: right? Um, somewhat. So it's basically like – you ever have like a waffle cone? Yeah. So the waffle cone is shaped like a taco. Then there's vanilla ice cream. There's some fudge. And then they cover the whole top of it with like a hard shell uh, chocolate. Wow. And it literally looks like a taco. And it's God's greatest creation. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. Yeah, me too. And Klondike makes it, which is even funnier. Because I didn't know Klondike made it until maybe like, mm, like six years ago when I walked into a 7-Eleven and I noticed that they had a box of four and it said Klondike on it. And I was like, this is so depressing because I hate Klondike. See, I stores. always thought
1: that they were like a Taco Bell exclusive thing. So yeah,
0: Taco Bell used to sell them. Right. And maybe, I don't know, I don't know the basis of it, but maybe, like, Taco Bell sold it to Klondike, and Klondike know. basically was just like, yeah, you know, our Klondike bar sucks, yeah. let's just use tacos, maybe people will like us. All right, yeah, But it blew my mind, because I, I, like I said, I hate Klondike bars, I think they're fucking disgusting. Um, but, to, since we're talking about sweets and stuff, what's your favorite, you, you have cheat meals every now and then, or? So, I mean, I
1: allow myself a, a, a bit of a cheat every now and again, so, like. How often would a
0: now and again be?
1: Alright, so, like. My cheat is is wings. Yeah.
0: Oh, we had wings a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, we're friends, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah,
0: ladies and gentlemen, we actually hang out, and our girlfriends are best friends yeah, too. Yeah. So for anyone out there who's like, "They're bullshitting all of us," go fuck yourself. Yeah. We yeah. went apple picking. I yeah, climbed on his back. I picked an apple. We took a picture, put it on Instagram. It was a whole big thing. I stole a pumpkin. That's right. I just admitted to a crime. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, my God. I forgot you stole a pumpkin. Yeah. But honestly, I don't blame you. I mean, Jesus Christ. They charge us how much money to go in there. Bro. Bro. Is and then like- they give you a bag. They're like, oh, it's a 10-pound mid- maximum of apples. Yeah. Yo, if you're charging me $14 a person it apples. It was. It was like $14 yeah. to fill up I'm a bag. Gonna, I'm going to fill up my pockets, mm. in, and I'm going to take oh, yeah. so mini apples, and I'm going to go to the pumpkin farm, yeah. and I'm going to steal little gorums. Hell, so, yeah. Gorge, gorge, gorums. What's the know. correct word for a mini pumpkin? A mini pumpkin. I don't know. Hold on. Let's ask Siri. What do you call a mini... No, I'm not asking... Why does Siri always have to fuck with me, honestly? What do you call a mini pumpkin? I found this on the web. Dumb bitch says mini pumpkins. I know there's a word for it. (laughs) I know there's a word for it. It starts with a G. Uh, We'll find out during Thanksgiving when you go into the store and you buy the little... Anyway, but yeah. I can't believe we're talking about stealing a fucking pumpkin right now. Yeah, well, you know. Well... It was awesome. What'd you do with that pumpkin anyway? I think it sat on my stoop until a raccoon ate it. Really? Yeah. That was always my worst thing when I made a jack-o'-lantern, and then, like, I came home one day, and my mom... Was,
1: and a fucking raccoon kicks it off your stoop, up, yeah. ...was
0: cleaning up the thing. She's ah, a raccoon got it. Like, what a selfish son of a bitch. Right? You put it I in have garbage heart. can right here, and you're eating my pumpkin, and it's not even Halloween yet. I can't I'm, even I'm pointing it to off. the
1: end of where we're recording, as if you guys can see us, but yes, there's a the garbage yeah. can. Yeah,
0: uh, it freaking... I'm, honestly... Fuck raccoons. Yeah, fuck and them. and fuck people who charge so much money go apple picking. That's right. You know. Mm. Um, by the way, wings. Love them too. That's probably. My oh favorite. yeah, so that
1: that is like my go-to. Blue cheese quote, or quote, ranch? Oh, blue
0: cheese. Come if on. you pick ranch on your wings, you got to go see a psychiatrist. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't understand people. Like, it, it's supposed to be blue
0: cheese. Like the chunkier, the better. I feel like the person who picked ranch the one day. Was probably like, yeah, you know what? The blue cheese has a weird flavor. Yeah. Like, let me put ranch. And everyone was like, dude, you're, you're nuts. Yeah. It was probably, they, you know, what would probably happen? I guarantee you, it happened in Salem. And they were like, this guy's a fucking witch. Yeah, and they hung him. Probably, I guarantee it. And then they don't tell that story. I've been to the witch, the the ghost hunts, and yeah. the ghost tour, and whatever. And
1: they, they don't didn't tell that, that story. But no? I
0: guarantee you, someone made some shit up. And they were like, you know what? We can't tell anybody yeah. this because. They might find it weird, but, you know... And what I find it weird that witch. you can only
1: get your ranch from a hidden valley, but whatever.
0: <laughs> you know who makes a good... <laughs> you know who makes a really good ranch? Ken Steakhouse.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I, I used to dabble in their uh, dressings yeah. back but in the day.
0: I'm not talking on wings, I'm talking, like, on a salad. Yeah, well... I ain't putting that I shit on wings. I don't put dressing on my salad anymore. I, I can't believe we're still... Alright, anyway, <laughs> let's... Jesus Christ... All right. I hope you so, all enjoy
1: us just shitting on life and. Um, I mean,
0: this is honestly what we just did right there is just a basic conversation when we hang out. Yeah. So like, welcome. You're welcome, everybody. Mm-hmm. That's that's how our conversations go. Um, so I know you told me this a while ago, but I want everyone to know this: when you made the Instagram account at JArps underscore Journey, right? Did you ever really think this was going to blow up? Oh no,
1: absolutely you, not. You
0: technically made it just for accountability and you could go check like that right yeah and then one day you woke up and people were like
1: yeah people were following me and and commenting on my stuff and giving me a lot of encouragement and uh so like i i didn't even make the account if i could be really honest i did not want to make the account my my friend literally broke my chops to make this account and i wouldn't do it and then on uh On New Year's 2017, he the ball drops and he comes over to me and he goes here. He goes, "Uh, put this password in your Instagram. So I put the password in my Instagram and it was JR's journey. And he was just like, listen, you can post on it. You don't have to, but I want you to have it and just use it as a tool for accountability, just for yourself. And I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. So I had it for like two weeks and I just kept looking at it and I was just, I never wanted to be that guy, you know. Um, again, I used to hate
0: on the whole fitness community. Like I was so against it. Well, that's because most of the stuff you see on Instagram is like a girl who has always been right. 105 pounds and she's like, yeah, you know, just lost a quarter pound with 50. Right. It's like, bitch, you probably woke up and lost a quarter pound. Right. And what do you, you know, and then there's guys that are like ripped out of their mind and they're just like, yeah, hydroxy cut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that your ripped ass truck hydroxy cut. And became jacked. Exactly. Like, you know, like, that's bullshit. So. You're the only, like, legitimate story that, like, I mean, I'm sure there's other people. Cause, oh, you know, yeah. The, the, the stages, whole Instagram but, weight like, loss community you know, you're, is crazy. Your thing crazy is legitimate. Chance. And that's why I love it. Because you can hold your head high and be like, yeah, you took some bullshit. But here I am. Right. You know, clanging and banging.
1: Right. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. So, I started the page for accountability. And then one thing led to another. And it just, it just kind of took off. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I remember
0: one day waking up. And you sent me a picture, and you had like eight thousand followers. Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, that happened like literally like within
1: not that long." Yeah, like yeah. I was like,
0: "Oh, he's got a, He's got like two thousand, whatever." And then like literally for like two days later, it was like eight thousand, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And, yeah. then, and then like people started like reaching out to you, yeah. and you had like all these crazy things, and I was like, "This is a... my favorite thing that I saw is when the gym had like a huge banner of your before." Oh yeah, me. my
1: old gym, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah.
0: That right there, I, I bet you were looking up at that and you were just like...
1: Bro, it was really hard to do a workout and like you would have really <laughs> bad days. And I would just stare up at myself and my old fat self and my new self and be like, fuck, I have to finish this set because <laughs> I'm right there looking at my dumb ass.
0: Do you take any pre-workout or anything like no, that? No, I used to. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I've never taken it, but I've, I've, I've heard what it does and it makes you shake.
1: So yeah, it, I mean... I had a really bad experience with pre-workout. I was taking a lot of pre-workout at one point in time. And
0: my, my stepbrother literally scoops it in his mouth and yeah, takes a sip, sip of, water of water and swallows it. Yeah. And I was like – That's what the real gym junkies certif- do. I was like, you <laughs> are a certified nut job, honestly.
1: So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've – in my own realm of life, I've, I've seen that pre-workout is a placebo, quote-unquote. For some people, it works. Congratulations. I mean, I do what you want. But for me, I mean, I was just taking it because I thought it was the right thing to do. And then one thing led to another and I was on this really intense pre-workout and I was doing like four scoops at a time. Yeah, I was doing four <laughs> scoops. There's only one. like
0: six scoops in that little last yeah. container. So,
1: so I was on like four scoops at a time and I had left the gym. I did a whole workout. I left the gym. I went home. I showered. I went out to eat with my cousins and I remember walking into the restaurant and literally hearing everybody's conversation that was going on. And I was freaking the hell out in oh my head. God. And my cousin had looked at me. He goes, yo, are you good? And I was like, you can tell that I'm freaking out right now? Because I definitely tried to hide it. And he was like, yeah. bro, what's wrong? And I had like a super panic attack. And I was like, all right, never again. I'm never taking pre-workout again. And Dude, I had taken it for like a
0: year. That's scary as hell. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I don't do any pre-workout. Sometimes I'll have a cup of black coffee before I go to the gym. Days yeah. that I'm like really dragging my ass. But yeah. Other than but, that, but I but just black coffee go in is there. natural. It's not yeah. like
0: anything that's going to make you, you know, give right. you the shakes and quakes. Uh, so, back to that. Let's let's talk about who is who is your most influential person in your life.
1: Oh, that's that's super hard. Um, give
0: you know what? Give me a couple of them. Give, give I mean Hulk Hogan.
1: That's, I mean, you can laugh all you want, but Hulk Hogan is definitely one of the most inspirational people in my life. And they
0: could laugh, but Hulk Hogan liked the journey page. Hulk Hogan there.
1: did like the journey page a couple of times. Um,
0: so you could all talk shit, but Hulk Hogan knows this man exists. Right,
1: exactly. Um, Steve Weatherford, uh, who actually gave me a big shout out today. Um, man, there are so many people. I mean, Steve, my trainer, is a huge inspiration in my life. Um, you know, I find inspiration in the smallest things now. I mean, I know that sounds super corny. But, like, I really do.
0: Like, It's I, the gains in between. Yeah, it
1: is. It's the gains in between. And, like, for people that don't know what the gains in between are, I mean, if you read my post, I always finish it with the hashtags, the gains in between. Basically, it's all the little things in, that you have to do in your life to get to the bigger picture. So for me, for a long time, that was losing the weight, going to wrestling school. That was the big picture. So I had to do so much little bullshit, which I guess wasn't little bullshit, but little bullshit in order to get there, to get physically ready to even step foot into NYWC before I signed up. You know what I mean? And that's the gains in between, the little things to get to the bigger picture because at the end of the day, that's what it is. That's what it's all about, the bigger picture. If you don't have this this great dream, whatever it could be, and and you could have multiple dreams, but if you're not working towards those dreams – you're never going to get them. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? You have, to, you have to go through the little bullshit, the little bump and grind all the time in order to get to that ultimate goal. And then when you get to that ultimate goal, if you don't have a new goal, you're just going to stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: I always see, and this is going to the next question I was going to ask you, is you're always challenging yourself. You're yeah. always making sure that you have new goals and you yeah. stay you know, occupied and you keep going. What is your current goals right now, and do you have future goals planned, or do you do they come as soon as you come close to you know? So I mean, goals?
1: I I set out a bunch of different goals for myself, um, but like I don't set new goals really until I like, I check those off. So like right now, I am set to run a Tough Mudder in June in Virginia. So right now, I've been working towards that. So once I get out of that. You know, there will be another goal that comes after after I complete that, and hopefully, I don't make an ass of myself, and God forbid, don't get hurt. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm always challenging myself. I mean, I'm the kid who, you know, couldn't walk around his high school and couldn't climb a flight of stairs and had to use the elevator and had to leave class five minutes early so I would get to my next class on time. And you know, I ate not physically, but I ate so much shit my whole entire life, and I just never believed that I was able to do things and that I was capable of things way beyond my my wildest dreams. So now, crazy shit doesn't really seem that crazy to me anymore. Um, If I want it, I know that I can get it. Like, I mean, I know that sounds cocky. It may sound selfish. But
0: look how far you've come. Well, I appreciate that. So that's why, like, when you have that confidence, I mean... You, you built that confidence for yourself right. because you did literally every single thing that you said you were going to do. I did. And that's why whenever you say, like, oh, this is my next goal, I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I tell you all the time. I'm like, yeah, probably by October you'll yeah. be champion. Right, probably right, by right. this day. And then you're like, oh, no. I'm like, dude, I'm just saying it wouldn't shock me. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Sidetrack. Elevator in high school. You ever go down to the basement? No. Uh, scariest? fucking thing I've ever experienced
1: no um, you used to be able to get into the basement from the auditorium though yeah and that's I, I've been down there because I used to do playcrafter. so I have been in the basement but not from the elevator
0: yeah I took the elevator there is a bowling down. alley
1: there That—that yeah. that is not a rumor
0: so I've heard yeah I haven't seen so this is my experience with it I was like you know what I got a little time let me fuck around a little bit I went down. To this and the reason why I had the elevator keys is because I tore my ACL. I had knee surgery. I didn't have the key because I was a jackass. Like right. I had an actual injury. All right. So don't don't shrug and make fucking sounds at me if you're listening to this. I went down. Right. Doors open. Mm. Pitch black. Yeah. All you see is literally the light from the elevator. And I peeked my head out, and I was like, someone's gonna be standing there slicing my fucking head off. Yeah, man. I couldn't click the close the door button yeah, fast enough. Fast enough. <laughs> the door shut. My heart was racing. I was sweating. I. I I literally hit – I don't even, I hit the wrong floor because I was so fucking scared. I got up. Doors open. I jumped out of the other. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'll try to take the stairs with the crutches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'll do that to myself again. Yep. And it scared the living hell out of me. Yep. Dark places yeah. of the unknown. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. Not my – Not my, uh, not my not forte. Not my cup of tea. Yes. Uh, so I want to ask you about – because you definitely are a pro wrestler right now. Oh, uh, yeah, I am. Dude, no, no, you are not only a pro wrestler, you are a worker. And if people out there are like, ah, he's doing it for fun, nah, my man's gets in that ring and bucks around, okay? So, your first ever wrestling match, how nervous were you, and did you think, I mean, I know you had a lot of people in the crowd screaming for you and stuff, but... Were you nervous behind Talking the curtain? Talking about Psycho
1: Circus last year, the I'm Battle ta- Royale? Yeah,
0: let's talk about the Battle Royale first, and then your first actual like singles match.
1: So the Battle Royale, I was definitely shitting the pill. Because um, I was still, I was in shape, but I was like, not where I am right You're now. You were extremely green. I w- well, yeah, I still am. So anybody who's listening to this, <laughs> I'm not, not hashtag putting myself over. But, um, I was shitting the fucking pill and I was nervous as shit and all what I had to do was stay in that ring for thirty seconds and get thrown over the top rope. Yeah. And like my mind would start racing of how every little way that I could mess this one thing <laughs> up. And then um and then, you know, fast forward to the match where you announced me out with, when I tagged team with Jaden again. Nerves, out of control nerves. Um I don't know, man. It, I remember it, you calling me. Yeah, and you're
0: like, dude, I need you to do me a huge favor. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, and that I was, was another like, thing. I was like, "What is it?" He goes, "I need you to announce me so I could get into the zone." Yeah. And I was like, "Just the one match or the whole show?" Yeah. You're like, "You're like, well, you could do the whole show if you'd like, but I really want you to just do the one match." I said, "If you could pull strings yep. and get me two tickets, yeah, and and only me announce your one match, I'll be there." Yep. Yep. And and he did. I did. Yeah. And not only did you fuck with me because as i'm trying to announce you you are 2 inches from my face whispering tell them and you were saying i think you were saying like yeah tell them tell them about me yeah. like something like that and like i giggled not really giggled but i i paused when i was saying your weight because i was like oh my god he is in my mouth right now and like <laughs> I, and i was like i'm not i'm like trying to do it professional as hell but like my best friend standing next to me about to freaking have a wrestling match and, and this is like uh, I was seeing himself I was like he literally promised this yeah I was like this so
1: is- so like that that's the thing too and I mean that's what made me calm down was like I went through the curtain and the first thing I saw was you standing in the ring and I was like everything is in place
0: literally everything is in everything
1: place everything is in place everything that you said was going to happen has happened go out there have a good time right now is just don't worry about anything that's going on in the world and I went through those ropes and I stood next to you and I did I looked at you and I got real
0: close to your ear and I was like tell them tell them what I did do it we deserve this and the best thing is in the intro of of this show is me announcing you the gold breaker jr yeah. and and I not only did I put my heart and soul into that that was probably the greatest sounding announcement that I ever did I appreciate that no I mean I would put I put Fucking everything into it. If that, if after I announced that I lost my voice, I'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I I did what I wanted to do, and now I'm just gonna have to learn to <laughs> sign language. Sign language. Yeah. Which my girlfriend was trying to teach me, and I'm just a clueless fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, it. Please, I barely know English. Yeah, uh, I I, I, you know what I'm saying? Um, actually, her <laughs> her mom made fun of me because um, we were eating dinner. I hope she doesn't smack me for saying this, but whatever. Um, we're eating dinner, and I had a chicken roll. We ordered out for some Italian food, and I said to her, "I was like, oh, just wrap it up." And like, I did like a like a circular motion with both hands, like that as like you uh-huh. would wrap it up, and. I was like, yeah, just wrap it up, and Nikki like, would have it later, or whatever. And her mom watched me do it, and she signed to Katie, and was like, ha ha, what the fuck was that? They like, not really said, what the fuck was that, but they were like, like, oh look, he's trying to sign, how cute. But like, I didn't know, I didn't even think this is anything. yeah, I, You know, but I just thought it was hysterical. I was like, I was like, oh my god, like, I should probably get on learning how to do this. Because I do have throat problems anyway, like, I'll probably lose my voice anyway. Let's shut up. You know. One more big scream at a show. You know, I was supposed to do the hot dog eating contest this year, again, and those sons of bitches, they're going to Fire Island instead. Really? Yeah. They're like, oh, you come to Fire Island and do it. I said, I'm not bringing my speakers to Fire fucking Island to announce a hot dog eating contest. I said, have it here. Have it here. Have it in the hometown.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: I'm already losing my voice now, Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Would you ever write a book slash have a YouTube series? Um,
1: a book is definitely something that I want to accomplish. Um, it's definitely you know, one of the goals that I have. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I don't use it. I don't know enough about YouTube. Um, but eventually I would like to get into that a little bit more once I learn a little bit more about YouTube. And you
0: have a cameraman? I don't. I don't. No. See, if you get a good cameraman and just have him follow the camera, if you just be yourself and just stick around – People would subscribe. I appreciate that. I, I mean, mean, I know I definitely would. Yeah. Well, That'd be, it'd be so funny to just show up and just like...
1: Well, it's it's in your contract that you have to just do you know, things that I do. So if I have a YouTube series, you have to subscribe.
0: Oh, I mean, I'd be the first... I'd probably click subscribe before you even launch the account. Right, right exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. But that would be really cool. I, th- I mean, if you ever got into that, I'm, sh- I'm definitely sure a lot of people would get into it. It is tough to get it started, though, because I've come to the realization... ...that people are fucking lazy. Yeah. I had a podcast before this... ...and people would not tune in... ...mainly, and I swear on my life... ...they were like, oh, well, it's on, uh, it's on SoundCloud. So download the app. Uh, but it's just an extra app on my phone. You're telling me that this fucking piece of material... ...that could download one million vaginas... <laughs> ...in one fucking second... ...you're telling me you don't have the space... To download fucking SoundCloud and listen to my 40-minute podcast rambling with one of my other friends about sports. You know? And even if you, you feed them the fucking lake, you bring the horse to the lake to drink and then the horse says, nah, I'm fucking good. That's basically what happens. You have to sh- like literally like hold them over. You ever see this episode of Spongebob where... Patrick has the huge funnel in his mouth and Spongebob's just throwing food in his mouth. Yeah. That's what you have to do. You have to force feed it. And it's just like, God, I'm shitting myself before I even fucking upload my first episode. But people just, like, need to just – you just got to fuck them basically and just yeah. get them, you know? You got to give it to them. And, you, know, you got to force it. It's just annoying because, like, I see on Twitter people will post, like, a funny, like, 30-minute clip. And, like, it'll have, like oh, – Hundred thousands of retweets of a funny clip, and then he'll be like, uh, "Here's the full clip on YouTube," and then you go to his YouTube account. Nothing. it's Got like seven views. Yep. I want to see the whole video. I subscribe to every person that has like funny videos. Well, like you're that. a nice person. I just like to laugh. I'm not lazy. Like I just some guy that does. I'm such on a tangent again. Oh my goodness. Anyway, this guy does um, review live reviews and like jokes about The Bachelor as he's watching it. And I think like, that
1: you're the only straight man that watches the that's Bachelor? That's false.
0: You'd be shocked how many men watch the Bachelor. Really?
1: Straight. I swear to God. But Not that that's a knock. I mean, whatever. To each yeah. his own. I watch yeah. wrestling, so
0: no, right. wrestling's real
1: though.
0: So <laughs> um. Game of Thrones, the Bachelor. Let me tell you something. The Bachelor's definitely fake. The so the anyone on who work. shits on uh, that watches the Bachelor yeah. shits on wrestling. Yeah, you're liking the same thing. Yep. Anyway, so what he does is he records himself like making fun of shit or like talking about it, and like it's basically like a comic act. And, like, he had so many retweets and, and likes last night uh, from the first episode. I was like, this guy is fucking hysterical. Hell yeah. So I hop on his YouTube channel. My man's doesn't even have a 1,000 subscribers. And I was like, guys, don't make this guy work so hard to give an awesome, hilarious product. And all you're going to do is retweet him and you're not going to go to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. Help my man's out, you know. I sent it to my girlfriend. She still hasn't watched it. (laughs) And I even sent it to her. I'm going to have to, like, wake her up if I ever wake up because I never wake up. And just be like, yo, you have to watch this right now. And, like, you're not leaving my room until. You You never wake up. I struggle. Oh, I I am. It's Struggle Bus. Me too. And I'm literally the only – I I guess there's two passengers on that bus. Yeah. And I will talk. I will literally – procrastinate getting out of my bed, even if I'm not tired. I can't get out of bed. I can't do it. I just lay there. The alarm will go off a million times. Snooze. Two minutes later, snooze. Two minutes later, snooze. Then the 10 o'clock alarm goes on. Snooze that one. Now I have two alarms snoozing. (laughs) And then the third one comes on, and I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm being late to fucking work today. Like, big deal. You know? As as we sit in your job. As I sit in my, yeah, pretty much. Do you do that in your job? I oh, mean, yeah. Did your dad fuck you up if you're late or? Yeah, you? fuck yeah. Mm. Damn, it happens. Yeah, I mean, look, big fucking deal. I, I, I'm I'm five minutes late to work. I'm still there. There's, people are still ta- gliss, tacos are being made without my <laughs> presence. It's not a big deal. It's really not. Oh man. I mean, you have anything to add?
1: No, I mean, I think we uh, we pretty much covered it there.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had your story, pro wrestling, me going on stupid tangents about nothing. We're best ice friends. Cream, we're best friends. All right. I mean, I don't know how to end this. Me neither. The other shows, I would just say, like, bada boom, realest guys in the room. But, like, do I do that now? Nah. I started off the show saying it was The Price is Right.
1: Yeah, I really don't know. Um,
0: how do I say goodbye to everybody? How, how do I even know if people are listening?
1: I hope they're listening.
0: What if I, like, you know... Have I'm sure they will.
1: I hope so. I mean, I mean, we've been talking for 55 minutes. They better fucking listen. Yeah,
0: and, and the thing that sucks is five minutes in, my boss walked in and paused oh, us yeah. for a half hour for Lord knows what. So I sat here <laughs> looking at my friend and just not only know if we said a word, we just were silent for 30 minutes. <laughs> we really were, though. So like, you know what? Please. You know what? How about well, I have a good way to end it. Everyone, please, if you enjoyed this, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell your grandma, tell your neighbor that you hate, tell the garbage man, tell the recycling man, tell your dog, tell your goldfish, tell your teachers, tell me that you're listening.
1: Yeah. And follow me me on Instagram.
0: Definitely the main, honestly, you don't even have to worry about anything I say. JRMS underscore journey. As long as you follow that handle, which will be in the link, in everything. I will make sure that it's embedded. I might even get that tattooed on me. I would love that, actually. At jrps underscore journey. That's right. If you can't find it, at showtime. John, oh shit, I'm messing (laughs) up my own name. At John Showtime, and I shit you not, in my bio is the link to all this stuff. Which I did months ago, and someone still has it now. Did you really? Yeah. Hold on one second. Did no, you really? I swear to God, your website is in my bio. It's been there for about five months. Stop. I swear to God. On
1: your personal? I
0: wa- on my personal. I want you to look right now. And I am, right to now. be in the show. I was waiting for the right moment to tell you or for you to find out.
1: Oh, my God. I told you. No, you're lying. This has been there for five months.
0: I swear on my straight-edge lifestyle that it has been there for you. five months. I, I fucking love you, love you. I love you,
1: too. See, Same. we're fucking friends, guys. We're friends. We, we literally are.
0: went to Dave and Buster's and took prom pictures in front of their little thing. And not only that, he broke balls of the coat hat chain. The coat check guy wasn't there to grab my coat. And he tried <laughs> to open up the door and grab my fucking coat. That's how you know he was willing to get in trouble to get my jacket.
1: That's right. I stole pumpkins, all right? He's
0: <laughs> The fucking pumpkin. Are we doing that again this year? Probably. I mean, I, the only thing is I don't want to travel all the way to Buckingham. No, to fuck that.
1: Home. I will go to a fucking stop and shop and go buy I will pumpkins. literally
0: start growing my own fucking pumpkins yeah. instead of going all the way. There. Yeah, stop it. Oh, my yeah. God. How funny would it be if we took our girlfriends to stop and shop as a joke? Yo, yeah,
1: don't anyone steal our idea because yeah. that's what we're doing.
0: Okay, we're going to take them there. Yep. And then because I guarantee they're not not—they're going to say they listen to this whole podcast. They're not listening past no. fucking 50 minutes. Nope. They're not even listening past nope. 15 minutes. We might
1: be alone right now.
0: Honestly, yeah, I might be talking to myself. Yep. So we're going to take them to Stop and Shop, and we're going to be like, all right, here's the pumpkin picking, and then we'll actually take them to a real pad after they beat the shit out of us. Yep. And probably a bottle of wine or two. Or four. Probably four. Probably four. And then we have to end the day, because every time we've hung out, we've ended the day in two things. Wings and, and ice cream. So we'll be doing that.
1: I think it's time we uh, take this home.
0: Yeah. And if anyone wants to join us during that, please let us know. But please join him on his journey at j-arp's underscore Journey. Follow him, tell everybody, share it. It's an incredible story. My best friend is literally doing things that no one thought he could do, except for me, of course. Oh, yeah. And himself, because he believed in himself. That's the name thing. I think he believed you believed in, in me
1: before I believed in me. But
0: yeah. yeah, but it's really, you know, oranges, Here. apples, same shit. Whatever. <laughs> same All thing. right, this is the go-home spot, ladies it. and gentlemen. Good night. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Showtime and JR are out. Peace. I'll probably be back. Love. And Johnny, Showtime is forever.
1: That's right.